Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TF Tuesday pod. My name is Zill. I'm very excited to have you all here with us today. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Kay Libra. How are you doing, Kay Libra? I'm doing okay. Wish I slept a little better, but I'll make it. They'll make it. Also have the uh, the world's number one investigator, the frog detective, with uh, me today. The frog? I've never heard of him. Who is he? The frog detective um, is, as I said, the world's number one investigator for oh, crime okay. solving. Please, please... Uh, look into the Frog Detective and all his wonderful adventures on Steam. And uh, no, this is not. Uh, I was not paid to say this. It's just. Sure? It's just great. It's fucking. Is the Frog Detective sliding you money under the table? Well, they wouldn't let me say fucking. I think. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, it's fucking buy it. For that. It's three. It's three <laughs> games. Each of them are like an hour each. They're all like five dollars or less, and they're so heartwarming. And I love the Frog Detective so much. And now, now is with us. Okay. And uh, we're going to be discussing some kind of crimes today. We, anyway. we are. We are. But I have to ask before we get to that, who certified him as the number one investigator? Is there like a certification body that like delegates like who gets to be like the best investigator? Well, he's got his own agency, and uh, you know the um, the commissioner. Who was the commissioner or his chief? Well, basically the guy who calls him and uh, yeah is in charge of uh, okay. And order. he says he says he says we need you. We need you, frog detective. Okay. We need your help. That seems like a very unbiased source of and with and with of... his trust. Well, actually, the bias is that Lobster Cop is supposed to be the number one detective. Now you see oh. that's another reason to find out what is going on with the frog detective. Why is he the best one if Lobster Cop is the best one? Riveting storytelling. Actually, yes. Yes. Go play Frog Detective, okay. all three of them. <laughs> if now. The, and if you would like to enable uh, further purchases of Frog Detective, you can support us over at patreon.com slash tftuesdaypod, uh, where you can hear us talk about Frog Detective, or ask us questions, or alternatively just hear us make fools out of ourselves, because sometimes we drop little bonus uh, clips from episodes like us singing songs. So, you know, it's yeah. all very... Very much supported, appreciated, as always. Everyone who is on the Patreon is in my will. So uh, if you want a piece <laughs> of my fortune, that's one way to get it. Uh, although, again, hopefully I'm not perishing anytime soon. So, And and just to let you know, uh, despite the potential crimes that we will be uh, discussing today, Frog Detective, uh, I will consult, but Frog Detective will not be on duty. Frog Detective is going to take some time off. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, instead of Frog Detective, we have a very illustrious... Uh, guest, uh, often friend of the podcast, also guest host at times, uh, Toledo. Hi, I am neither a detective nor a frog. That is true, but you are a panther, so we'll That's take it. That's completely okay. I don't yes. need everything to be a frog around me, despite what some people might think. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we have a panther and a snep here today That's to okay. accompany you. So. I'm supposed to be a yes. mix of both feline and, uh, oh, and there frog you go. anyway, there so you it go. works. So we're, we're we're like what is would that be like eighty three percent feline today? Um, well, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Good. 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 <laughs> um, so uh, we've brought you here today, Toledo, because um, I can't think of a better person to talk about the subject at hand. Um, we're going to be talking about um, AI, uh, I guess, products and how they are affecting the medium of photo manipulation and i want to just like disclaim at the start that 
when we talk about this kind of stuff, we are talking about quote unquote AI art, but we don't want to call it that because it's not really art. So instead of AI art, we're talking about AI products. Instead of AI artists, we're talking about AI prompters or AI producers. And I think that delineation is important because when we talk about art, art is very much a deliberative creative process. And that is not what these programs are engaging in at the end of the day yeah they also don't communicate anything uh no matter how frivolous you think a piece of art may be a drawing uh there is the intent to communicate something and uh these things these systems do not do that it cannot be art yeah so you know i'm i kind of wanted to structure this conversation a little bit first by talking about um, how AI is like affecting artists like myself in Toledo and how our, our emotional response is a little bit, I guess. And, you know, as kind of like a boilerplate note, like there's been a lot of discourse around AI with ele- intellectual property theft and all of that good stuff. And we all agree with those points, but that's not what the point of this episode is. Like we've actually already talked about that in a prior episode. So this is more about, you know, how is this actually emotionally affecting artists and uh talking a little bit about its effects and such and not to relitigate all of the stuff about intellectual property theft because it's been talked to death there is one other thing i'd like both of you to do by the way and that is explain what you mean by both you and toledo being a certain kind of artist because Mm. people may not know if the first time they're listening or hearing you for any reason yeah that's a great point i maybe toledo i don't know if you'd like to go on first and kind of talk a little bit about your art process and how you classify it yeah yeah so this would be photo manipulation um it's always kind of been a marginal thing in the furry space i remember it Mm. encountering it back in the day and worth1000.com um basically (laughs) it's using um programs like adobe photoshop or things like it um and use taking a base of photographs and changing those photographs in ways that yeah changing those photographs what we typically do in you know the furry and transformation zone is change those photographs so that they represent anthropomorphic characters or characters going through a process of of, like bodily change um and there are various ways of doing that um some might be splicing um partial images of animals onto images of people um, my, the method I use is reshaping the, the figure that's in the original photo and then using tools to recolor and kind of add texture to make it look realistic. Um, but all of that is counted as uh, photo manipulation. Um, and, yeah. you know, technically it goes back before digital art. People could photo manipulate by messing with photo negatives and all of that stuff. It was just a little more complicated in ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great way of putting it. And uh, I will just say that a lot of my own methods are, are actually my, my art process is pretty similarly aligned with how uh, Toledo does a lot of his stuff. I actually, in my opinion, leveled up some of my art because of the tutorials that Toledo shared online. Uh, so I'd be remiss not to mention that because uh Toledo is one of the best. He might be too humble to say that, but that's my opinion. But, but anyway, clear, you um, also make photo manipulation. Yeah, in, in a similar way. It's about like, you know, taking an original image and remolding it. It's less about 
um, taking external stock and implementing that because that is a way you can do it. And we've had folks on the podcast before who do do that method. That's not really the method that Toledo and I tend towards though. Like mine is definitely similarly like molding the image and reshaping what's already there and creating brand new things out of things that were in the image. Like for example, taking the skin that's showing on an arm and turning that into the base for the tail, for example, that would be similar. So yeah. Grafting certain parts onto other parts and making something else. Yeah, exactly. Very TFE. Think very, think very hard about that, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to to make sure that it was established uh, what exactly it is that you both make, because in terms of AI product, AI images, um, this is the kind of thing that, um, I think a lot of people find to be a really nice shortcut to making something really good, which is funny because I think that a lot of people view photo manipulation as a shortcut of its own. But um, I think that there's a there's a group of people who look at both of these things and they think, oh, now I can do all of that with none of the work. And um, uh, you mentioned the emotional impact. I think it's good for people to understand that how artists are feeling about what they're doing matters a lot. Um, and I think that there's enough, uh, there's enough empathetic people that they will, they will, you know, see an artist who's struggling and think, oh, you know, that sucks. And maybe they'll try to help a little bit in some way, but, um, it can be, I, I think it could still be really understated what happens to people when they just lose the will to keep on going or sharing, which uh, I think some of you would be really upset to know if some of your favorite artists kept making work, but just stopped sharing them because, well, why the fuck would you? Nobody cares. And that feeling really can do a lot of damage. Actually, if I might riff off of one of the things you said about (laughs) people's opinions about photo manipulations, I remember back in 2011 when I finally got around to applying for a gallery on transfer, Um, I had to go several rounds because some of the adjudicators didn't regard photo manipulations as art. Um, And part of that was because so many of the things that they saw were just like, I'm going to cut a dog head out of this picture and put it on a human body over here and voila, (laughs) this is a photo manipulation. It is a photo manipulation, not necessarily a good one, but it could be a beginner one. In any case, I faced that with photo photo manipulation. Um, yeah, but still, there is a big difference between that and AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to also piggyback on that in the sense that I've encountered that so many times, and it's funny to me because there was a bit of a—I don't want to say that its heyday is past, but I'm, I guess I'm going to say its heyday is past in the sense of like there was a particular like focus and almost glut of that kind of a content. I'd say in like the late aughts, um, particularly I'd say between like 2004 and like 2009. And as things have kind of progressed, like in going into the early 10s and late 10s, like there's been a pretty steep drop off in terms of the people who are actually still producing content in that Mm -hmm. medium that really stands in contrast to how things were before. And uh, there's probably a variety of different factors that play into that. Um, But I do think one of them is this kind of like attitude towards it that you know you mentioned encountering from folks at transfer Mm -hmm. for example of like this is kind of a lesser art form and also just with the advent of a lot of 
you know, issues with like copyright of images and stuff mm -hmm. like that, especially if you were doing, mm -hmm. you know, the kind of taking from other images and using it in one, mm -hmm. it made it much more difficult to not only make it, but also like make it and be able to post it and keep it up because some of right. these things would get taken down. Mm -hmm. And I even remember, you know, to use an example, like on Fur Affinity, I remember one time I did use a very much unlike me, but I did use an image that was free to use stock of someone else and it still got taken down even though i had done all the right things for affinity said well we don't think you did so whatever so i guess it's just a there's a going into this i guess is what i'm trying to say going into ai product stuff which we're going to talk about photo manipulation was already facing some unique challenges mm -hmm. and then the AI came and magnified it times like yeah. a thousand. So <laughs> actually, um, it might, I actually had a thought. It's like, it might be, mm -hmm. I could go into why photo manipulations appealed to me in the first place. Yeah. Uh, I think I, that's a good way, place to start. I really, really liked photorealistic stuff. And mm -hmm. to be, to be honest, like photo manipulation is an easier way of getting photo a photorealistic end product than is generating everything from scratch um right. and i think that might be why people devalue it um it, it in a similar way as people who feel like a hard round brush is the only one that you should use in a digital art program that using <laughs> anything else is cheating um and so it it was that for me. I could get something that I was really pleased with without having to construct an entire world and backgrounds and so forth. Um, however, um, there, is, there is work that goes into it that that perspective or just viewing it as easier does not acknowledge. Mm -hmm. um, you have to compose the original picture you have to be able to composite things in a way that looks like it ex actually exists in space with volume and weight. And that's not easy. And many of these things have to be premeditated before you even take the pictures. Um, yeah. You have to light it correctly. When you photo manipulate elements of the image, you have to make sure that they match in terms of lighting, in terms of focus and grain and detail level all the rest of what's in the image. Um, yeah. So it requires an understanding of shape, of volume, of anatomy, of lighting, of relative color, all of those things that go into creating a, an image from scratch also apply in the photo manipulation yeah. space. Um, so yeah. like it is easier than creating something from scratch, but it doesn't mean that there's like no thought or skill that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so much of the skill that goes into doing a good photo manipulation is in the setup and like the pre-planning phase that you will just never see. And that's not to say that that's not true as well in like other kinds of art. Uh, but I feel like when it comes to photo manipulation, it's also uniquely so in a way that it just doesn't necessarily come across. I think um, while listening to both of you, the thing that came to mind to me uh, was uh, movies. Mm. Making movies, movie posters, uh, everything like that, uh, promotional images, that's a lot of photo manipulation. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is, even yeah. though even though you may not uh, consider it as such, but it, you know, there's a lot of that. 
and um, and pretty much it's the version of this stuff doesn't move versus everything else that does. Yeah. You know, the fucking Star Wars prequels are a notorious example of that. Uh, almost nobody walked in any real set. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is very true. And what and what else is that but man- photo manipulation? It's video manipulation. It's the same thing except yeah. everything moves. Yeah, it's similar and, principles. And even though you could argue oh they didn't make real sets, it wasn't real work or whatever, there's a bunch of people who had to go through painstaking hours and mm-hmm. hours and hours to make that look even decent. You know, disregarding any other criticisms you have about the movie, you can't just you know, paste that over. You just can't paste somebody walking in that stuff. Yeah, you can't do it. So, um, or or even better example, if you want to go to something that you can actually enjoy, um, the uh, the Shape of Water. The Shape of Water had a lot of CGI touch-ups mm-hmm. uh, that I was not aware of until I was shown after I'd seen the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, on on location, the film spots uh, that were used were. Um, they they had like certain things added or removed, but otherwise they you know they filmed that certain time of day or yeah. night, things like that, and that stuff helped make the movie what it is. Mm-hmm. Never mind, uh, never mind anything else like the creature or special effects. Mm-hmm. Those things factor into the stuff that both of you already endeavor doing. Yeah, and there is no easy path to that mm-hmm. because if you didn't know there was a there was a more CGI in Shape of Water than you thought. Well then, that's how good it is, yeah, and that's exactly. how good it can be, and that, and not just anybody can go ahead and do it. It's not matte painting, but holy shit, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and there's so many. And the other thing I'll also mention when it comes to photo manipulation is, in some ways, there are parts of techniques, at least in terms of how I think we create our images, that you can make analogous to digital art in terms of like actually like painting on fur mm-hmm. or with brushes or yeah. like things like that. And I mm-hmm. think that a lot of that also doesn't necessarily come across because the almost stereotype in a lot of people's minds when it comes to photo manipulation is like, okay, you take the cat head and you put the cat head on the person's body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that can be, but that's not even close to the breadth of what photo manipulation can be and like the creation process that goes into it never mind what it can be but what you both aim for right yeah well and to talk about what i I don't use this term pejoratively but photo bashing mashing in the photos like the Mm -hmm. people who are really good at that do some fantastic work they have to they have to like make the shapes of the human face match with the snouts they have to make sure that they find images of the animals that match with the angle um that match with the lighting or they need to know how to construct it that way like yeah. that takes a lot of work and knowledge that cannot just be like that cannot be replicated by a copy and paste function in photoshop yeah exactly and so you know when we talk about ai products and how that's starting to affect the medium I remember the first time that I realized that this was going to be a thing, basically, where, like, people were going to use AI to specifically try and get, like, transformation and furry realism-styled images. And I I remember at first, this is kind of a, a silly thought, but when I was looking at it and stuff, I was kind of thinking, okay, this is concerning, but on the other hand they can't do hands so like 
how good is this ever really going to be? And I, you know, and full disclosure, one of the thoughts I had in my head was like, well, I don't think they're ever going to really nail like proper looking genitals. So I'll probably be okay. <laughs> and uh, that ended up not being the case. But I, I remember just like seeing it kind of coming in from the horizon and going, okay, I'm a little bit concerned, but it's probably going to take a long time for it to like really get much better. Right. And I just remember a seeing it develop rather quickly, at least initially, mm -hmm. I think it's pretty much stagnated now, but it developed really quickly at first. And the other thing that noticed me was uh, that stood out to me was the audience reaction to it because at the beginning everyone was very like oh yeah ai art is bad and to be clear i think there's a product to be clear a lot of people are still saying that and that's good but what i've noticed is that there are people who will use ai products and post them and not disclose that they are ai mm -hmm. made images and mm -hmm. they get like hundreds of likes and nobody mm -hmm. seems to realize that it's ai products and mm -hmm. that was just so perturbing to me because as an artist i could clearly see that it was right. but it's like okay i can see it but i'm standing around in a room with like however many people and all these other people aren't seeing it mm -hmm. so i guess it's like accomplished its goal to some degree right and that was just like it was so demoralizing the first time i saw it particularly the first time i saw it where someone was using it and not disclosing it was ai art because i would yeah. have people and maybe you can chime in on this. I would have people who would send me the image and be like, oh, have you seen this photo manip? It's really good. And I'd have to be there and be like, that's not a photo manip. That's AI art. And they'd be like, really? And I'm like, yeah, look, this, 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 this. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be honest, like I was kind of outside of this. Until mm -hmm. I saw um, one of your tweets about it and how you were feeling demoralized by seeing the rise of this. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh dear. And then a couple weeks later, I saw in my recommendations on DeviantArt stuff that was like, hmm, that looks pretty good in the thumbnail. And then I opened it up and I'm like, oh, this is AI. This is what Zilla's talking about. Um, where it's like, I could see... The, the little things that were wrong, the eyes didn't that were not right, the shadows yeah. didn't match the bodies, like the clothing blended with the skin and was entirely <laughs> nonsensical in design. Um, I was like, but a lot of it was there. There were photorealistic yeah. textures. There were pretty decent shapes of bodies. There were like backgrounds that might make might not make much sense upon like closer scrutiny but were passable when you were looking at the subject front and center um yeah. i was just like oh oh yeah yeah like this is you you can have someone who's basically just like strategically rolling dice in front of a computer mm -hmm. until it produces something that they are like okay satisfied with that would take skill in composition and all of that otherwise yeah like yeah it it I'm, it shocked me i was just like oh okay got it <laughs> i understand yeah now. i'm i'm curious how did it so you said obviously you were shocked did once you like had a chance to like explore it a little bit more how did it make you feel about 
your own like creation process? Um, to be honest, I there was enough difference that I didn't really necessarily feel threatened mm-hmm. um, or feel that kind of discouragement. Um, but I did, I was taking a special note of things that the AI could do easily that I could not. Yeah. Um, so one of the big things is textures. I have means of create, like skin textures are pretty easy because humans have them. Um, yeah. Fur textures are slightly easier because there are tools that have been developed to help with creating that. And I've honed them to make make them look realistic. Mm-hmm. But one thing I've never really been able to do is th- things like wrinkled skin or knobbly skin or scaly skin. Um, if you look through my gallery, there aren't many dragons or dinosaurs or, liz- yeah. or reptiles. And that's because I know that I would not be able to reliably replicate those textures and Mm -hmm. i don't want to go through the process to like graft them on from you know open source images but these ai ones working from an extensive library of these textures that they can just mix and match from can just like throw oh yes there will be scales on this iguana person there will be you know feathers on this one Um, they can replicate these things that are very hard simply because they can steal from a bunch of places. And that, you know, I I would like to do those things myself. They're they're limitations that I have. And it's, you know, it's, it's sad that the way that it's getting done is through a um, morally questionable tool that yeah. does not require very much artistic input. Mm-hmm. Actually, it requires a lot, which is why they launder all this art in the first place. Oh, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it requires a lot to scrape off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You look, the only reason they can pose so well is because they're working from a library of, like, hundreds of thousands of, like, semi-naked human photos. It's like, oh, yeah. You can do muscles yeah. when you're just copying them from hundreds of thousands and just, it, again, it's rolling the dice. It's like, yeah. oh, what is mm-hmm. next to this? What is this next to a pectoral? Could it be another pectoral? Like, probability <laughs> says yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, uh, and, and, and yeah, that that's, that's all I can, that's all I can see whenever I've um, seen these images. Uh, there was a server that I was in for a little while where somebody would take images and touch them up with their own painting. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I saw that and I thought, and, and I asked them, did you make that? And they're like, oh no, that, that's AI. And I'm like, but I touched it up and I asked to see an example. Like, well, show me what it was like before you, uh, before you touched it. And the sad thing to me was that it's, wasn't uh, supposed to be photo manipulation. It was supposed to be another realistic art piece, but the but the adjustments that were made by the person showed that they have le- really good skills in art. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what they add to it, I'm like, wow, that's much better. But you are held back by this so much, and there's so many other things that you could fix, and there's a little, there's a lot of other things that you could have done with this to make it better. Yeah. But you're not. Because you're letting this thing do most of the heavy lifting, and uh, 
you're shortchanging yourself and everybody gets shortchanged but a lot of people be like oh and all i think of is like is that, that's it this is this yeah. is it you could have done so many other things and this is all you can do and a lot of the errors get left in because mm-hmm. you would have to do so much more work to repair what it right. does yeah right and this it, is yeah well and it also just really it works better with incredibly common subjects Yes. Yeah. Where the AI has more dice to roll. So like canine or feline, it does better. Um, I My uh, DM for a long-running Dungeons & Dragons campaign was messing around with mid-journey trying to create portraits of our, of our party. And oh, no. my character in that campaign is an anthropomorphic Gemsbok. And he was absolutely unable to get it to work. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, they were constantly giving him uh, spiral horns, like a kudu. Um, yeah. Or like, or even just like splayed out ones, like a goat. It just, they had no idea what to do with that because a gemswalk is a much more uncommon thing. Um, mm-hmm. Again, there's no, there's no mind behind it. Like yeah. my DM, no matter how many prompts he could do, could not get it right because it's not a thinking thing. It's not intelligent. Yeah. It doesn't understand what any... It doesn't know what anything is. It will see a thing and relate those things to other things, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't know what each thing is, why it's there, what it's doing, what it's for. It doesn't have that deep understanding. Mm Because it's not actual AI if you... uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, another YouTuber I'll show, Kyle Hill, who discussed the whole AI art thing... Mm Arts in throbbing quotations and said <laughs> this like this AI stuff is actually not artificial intelligence as we know it and explains mm-hmm. more clearly what this is and how really it's kind of a misnomer to call it artificial intelligence. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's machine learning. Oh, absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on as well, I know that you're not necessarily taking on commissions in any way right now, but... As someone who is still doing commissioned art, it was really upsetting to see people starting to use this in a way where they are also charging for it. Um, There are a number of people who use AI products as a way to make some money off of people. And, you know, I, as one person, cannot compete with a machine when it comes to, like, creation, output, or price. I remember, you know, when I was tweeting, when you were mentioning, uh, you know, you saw my tweets about it, I definitely Mm -hmm. had people who reached out to me who were like, hey, you know, I really don't want you to, like, give up on making art because I really Mm -hmm. like it. And then those same people would go and commission AI products. Um, And I'm not trying to, like, call anyone out, like, you know, everyone has their own decisions and Mm -hmm. whatever. But part of the appeal was that, you know, the AI prompter was charging like fifteen dollars and like you know if 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 i'm doing like a full body piece i'm not working on something for below 65 dollars so you know i i can't compete from a price perspective Mm -hmm. obviously my stuff is going to take a lot longer Mm -hmm. and um you know anyways i i just when i think about the whole like commission world it Mm -hmm. is very demoralizing and it also illuminated to me a little bit about my only reasoning behind doing commissions Mm. which was kind of a good thing but it was like Mm -hmm. very much like an accident 
because mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me like I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not doing photo manipulation commissions to like get by. If I was, I'd be in a, in a very different uh, mm-hmm. position. But I do it primarily to ironically finance getting commissions for myself and so it's it's kind of ended up where i'm in this like really weird feedback loop and like all of my like motivation for making the art has become a little bit screwy too and so this did kind of like highlight that to me and Mm -hmm. i think i still need to do a little bit more thinking as to like how to change the like feedback reward incentive system on my end but i guess i was curious I know, again, you're not doing commissions right now, but I'm wondering if you were theoretically, I wonder how you would feel about how this is kind of potentially encroaching on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I I will also admit that my commissions have never been a primary source of income. In fact, Mm -hmm. TF photo manipulation is probably such a small like slice that no one <laughs> has used it for their primary income yeah um, yeah exactly and so that sets us apart from a lot of people whose livelihoods are being threatened by corporate executives who would just want to use it yeah um yeah. i would if i were doing it i would have to make it clear and maybe it would just be like strengthening some language in my terms of service where it's like if you're going to commission me, you're going to commission me for things that I can do well and that I can mm-hmm. do well in a price range that you will accept. Um, and I've in the past, I've turned people down. It's like, no, sorry, I can't do a dragon. No, I'm not yeah. going to do a like rubber textured cartoon fox because that would look terrible in my style. Um, <laughs> or, or like a, a realistic My Little Pony. It's like, I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, oh, that one was a request that someone did. And yeah. I did it as a parody. But I have gotten requests for other ones. I'm like, no, no, that would look terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like you understand what you are getting. You are getting mm-hmm. like the consulting time with me to make sure that it's right. Like my commentary on whatever like images uh, you send me, like the collaboration of selecting an image the um the work that goes into crafting it and the ability to edit things as we go um like that is what you are getting you are getting me as a person and my time not merely a a finished image i think it would be frustrating if my stuff were compared to it like yeah. if someone said, hey, this looks like your stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I, I know what I know what's gone into it. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot more like I often with my photo manipulations, I even start out with like thumbnail sketches. So it's yeah, I, I know where I'm going to put the camera. I know where the lights are going to be. I know how I'm going to pose. I'm not, you know, a, a thousand uh, digital dice rolling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably just frustrated, like, please don't conflate me with this. Yeah. Um, I think that might be my primary reaction. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you mentioned being compared to it because, um, I forget exactly what recent, uh, like, I think it was like archeological discovery, um, but it involved, uh, it involved like, uh, women in history and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. But, um, an artist, uh, had 
painted their um, painted their interpretation of it, and uh, people were saying, "Oh, you're using AI art. That really looks like AI art." It's like, no, a person made that. This mm -hmm. is what they're stealing from all the time. That you think that's that could yeah. not have been made mm -hmm. by a person. Yeah. Fucking you, you fucking philistine. <laughs> Well, yeah, and that's also the thing, like, so much of AI art has, like, the same style, so if you're doing something that even looks remotely like that style, even from, like, beforehand, mm -hmm. people are going to start making that comparison, it's like, well, wait, I was here doing this style first, and mm -hmm. that program is scraping my content, and now you're telling me that my art looks like it came out of an AI when it's the other way around. Like yeah. My art's going into an AI. Where the fuck and... do you people think that shit came yeah. from? You people yep. actually don't fucking get it, do yeah. you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> God damn. Well, the well, thing I also think about sometimes is that, you know, when it comes to these AI products, there are definitely ones that I've seen that looked interesting, and I was like, oh, that's curious. And then mm -hmm. I find myself ca caught in this, like, almost like loop of like shame if mm -hmm. that makes sense because i'm like here i am i have seen an image that i actually was like kind of okay with and i realize it's ai art and i know like this goes against my moral beliefs and i don't like this from an intellectual level mm -hmm. and it's also you know endangering the art that i'm making but also like on another level i can feel like you know, I do find something interesting in that, and uh -huh. it just adds this like whole moral conflicting. It's it's, it's not that complicated. I will I will simplify it for <laughs> okay. you. Okay. I will simplify it for everybody listening. Pretty thing look pretty. We like pretty thing. We see thing we think pretty. We like. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. How you are going to how you are going to go out of your way to to propagate it, to use it, to abuse it, all that stuff. That's where your choice and the weight of your choices can can uh, can start to mount. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at it and you're like, wow, that looks good. See, my thought process whenever I see anything that looks remotely good as a fucking result of this bullshit is, wow, that looks pretty good. It's a fucking shame it came out of that. That's it. <laughs> That's where it begins and ends. And, and just like I mentioned before, that one artist who was touching up stuff, I'm like, wow, yeah. that looks pretty good. A shame you didn't just paint the whole fucking thing yourself. Obviously, you can. And you're wasting your time. It, you may not think so. Well, I didn't have to spend, uh, you know, 30 hours, you know, doing the background and tweaking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, well, you know, what did you really make in the end? What is the satisfaction you really got? If you... If you are an artist and you start using that as a way to like speed up your process for anything mm -hmm. you do, you are shortchanging yourself because the point of art is lost in letting mm -hmm. it do all that work for you. Shit, you mentioned show, uh, photo bashers earlier, Toledo, mm -hmm. and I've seen some really cool stuff come out of photo bashing, but that's because somebody has to like... Mm -hmm. apply their imagination to it and then construct mm -hmm. something out of it it's not the fucking same yeah all another, right it's very soulless another thing too is that the ai cannot create things for which it doesn't have a point of reference like if it can't do a mm. gemsbach it can't do a photorealistic thing that it that no one has ever imagined um yeah it has yeah. no creativity but i yeah. I'll, I'll go back to zil's point i've had that i had that same thing when i was looking through this gallery i was like this is ai art this person is just pumping things out, but still it's appealing. Like transformation mm -hmm. is cool. Like these, like, you know, scratch an itch for me. Um, yeah. And it just emphasizes to me something that we all have to recognize, you know, pretty thing look pretty. 
the like our tastes are not necessarily you know uh bound to our bound to our senses of morality and i think that's something that that extends outside of this um Mm -hmm. yes in in conversations about attraction and paraphilia and what have you like like one that side of someone's life isn't necessarily any like reflection on um how they live as a person yeah and what their moral values are yeah, it's like if you laugh anything, if you laugh at a joke and then you find out that it was a joke by Louis C.K., what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that, that didn't mean you were okay with, uh, with what, what he, he did. did and stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and and if after the fact you're like, ah, oh, well, I don't want to laugh about this stuff anymore from this guy because of what he did, then fine, good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's you, a good thing. That That's you, uh, you know, applying your ethics to whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but by the same but by the same point, um, even though any of us would be like well that looks pretty cool right um none of us would ever post it and say look this is cool or if we did we would say something i think i've done it with like maybe i can count on one hand how many images i've ever posted in my own server where i would say i saw this it's a fucking shame it's not real yeah because it's because because it's not real it it, like Mm -hmm. conceptually speaking i don't i don't consider it real And uh-huh. that's that's one of the most important things to me. You know, if someone is going to make the decision to repost something like that, which I don't, but if someone was to make that decision, what I would care about most is disclosure. Because oh, yeah. when you tell someone, hey, this came out of an AI product, that clarifies things for mm-hmm. them. And they're able yeah. to make a fulsome decision as to whether or not they truly like the pretty thing or not. Or at the very least... I want to like indulge in or whatever. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you kind of try to Trojan horse it Mm -hmm. into the art community, then, you know, it's more difficult for people who don't have that kind of artistic eye Mm -hmm. to make that kind of a choice because they don't know. I've just, I've seen so many people who aren't like strictly artists themselves be kind of duped, I guess, in a way. And Mm -hmm. it just feels so like, frustrating not only i'm sure they feel frustrated too but also frustrating for me because it's like you recognize that the pretty things that are being spat out from the machine have gone to a point at least where some people in the general public can't notice a difference and that does feel pretty garbage and (laughs) so yeah the the other like looking at this person's gallery the other kind of reflection it caused for me about my own art was how much I was doing it for others' momentary consumption. The thing that AI enables is rapid production of things and thus proliferation. And the viewer can just, like, take them in. Um, Mm. And... I'll admit, like, one of the reasons I started posting less TF stuff, even if I do it for myself and friends, was because I was kind of... And and I don't judge the people who are doing this. (laughs) Kind of being treated a bit like that. As kind of like the dispenser of of content. Um, And that'll happen with anyone who develops paraphilic relationships, no matter how small a creator they are. Um, You mean parasocial? 
or uh, parasocial. Sorry, sorry, parasocial. Sorry. You are absolutely right. Parasocial yeah, yeah. relationships. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Paraphilic relationships. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's some of those too. There are <laughs> of some course. of those. And well, you know, if you're working on TF stuff, that's that's the form the parasocial relationships will t- will take on. Um, we'll often take, yeah. <laughs> of course, all art is consumed in ways like hmm. it is viewed it is handled it is um talked about but i hope that the things i create will perhaps linger and provoke thought mm-hmm. as opposed to yeah. just be there and then immediately displaced by the next thing yeah um, even though you don't judge those people, I sometimes do. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there there was... Uh, I, have, I haven't said it enough on this podcast, but that's one of the reasons I didn't like going on transfer. One of the common uh, comments that I would get would be like, will this be a sequence? Yeah. Like this, this wasn't enough for you. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, and that fucking sucks, which uh, lends it, which leans into why, uh, this kind of AI image generation shit uh, popped off so hard because now you can just get it. You can just get it. You don't even have to ask. You don't have yeah. to ask anybody if they're going to do it. You don't have mm-hmm. to cajole someone into doing it. And that and that yes, there are a group of people that simply do not fucking care about what you do or that what you, or are not grateful for what you decided to share mm-hmm. and that shit has made me angry for a really long time because mm-hmm. i struggled to get something when i felt pleased about something to see somebody ask is there going to be more as their first and only reaction made yeah. me feel at times like i wasn't enough yeah so fuck you people anyway <laughs> yeah well, all right it, it, it fosters this I don't want to say it's an entitlement, but it like is. there is a, there is an element of entitlement, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, artists are people unlike AI programs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have a very complex relationship with our art and a lot of what can drive our art sometimes, as both of you have kind of mentioned, is the reaction to it. And, you know, art doesn't exist in a vacuum. It is affected by our own personal states of mind. It's affected by the world around us. It's affected by the people who react to our pieces. It's affected by the community writ large and all of these other factors. And when art is being created and that kind of expectation is being put on you as an artist from the audience that is consuming it, it poisons the well of your relationship Mm -hmm. with your own art it can make it feel very disconnected and disconcerting Mm -hmm. uh it's why like you know like i said before like i was thinking about maybe just stopping completely because Mm -hmm. i felt like i was in a position now where i couldn't and i i mean to be honest i'm still experiencing this but like i can't sit down right now and just be like you know what i'm gonna make a photo manipulation just because i want to Mm. for me i haven't done that in like many many months and that is that is frustrating for me to think about because you know it's something that i deeply love it's a medium Mm -hmm. that i've worked in for more than a decade and i feel like my relationship with it has been poisoned in a way Mm -hmm. because of ai products and Mm -hmm. you know i think that extends to kind of both of what you're saying in terms of like you know expectations from an audience and like are you going to do more or are you going to do more of this and it's like Mm -hmm. you know that's 
not the direction I want to go in. And if you keep insisting I go in that direction, maybe I'm going to go in a completely different direction, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. that that's how we, as we've talked about in other episodes on this podcast, that's how you lose artists in the community. Uh -huh. When you have that kind of entitlement and also not caring for the person behind the art that's being created. Because mm -hmm. so much of having a healthy artist community comes from really being thoughtful about the artists mm -hmm. and like treating them in a very humane and I guess fair way and I'm mm -hmm. not saying you know put artists on pedestals because that comes with its own like degrees of messed up yeah. but at the very least remember that artists are people mm -hmm. and think about that when you are putting down you know a comment to a piece or something like that I just feel like that thoughtfulness mm -hmm. would go a long way and it would help to in my opinion at least help bolster artists who are grappling with this kind mm -hmm. of like affront of AI products that are being deluged onto all of us mm -hmm. now. Because uh, it, it can be quite hard to keep up the motivation when you just see, you know, mm -hmm. all of these images being spit out from mm -hmm. a, a computer and it's like, okay, well, then what am I doing this for? Right. Well, yeah. Toledo, does it affect your, uh, your output for your own art so far? So I think I went through a bit of this a bit of this reckoning years ago um, mm. and not about AI, but about like how people viewed my art. Um, yeah. And I think what inspired it was kind of a, a growing on weird dissatisfaction with relationships, but also the discovery of something that I, that I enjoyed more. Um, at about the same time I was kind of winding down my transformation stuff, I discovered the Furry Basketball Association. It's a shared world building, uh, world uh, collective storytelling project yeah. um, that's been going on since 2009. It's still going on if you're interested. I'm not very involved in it anymore. But um, it was really cool to be embedded in a group of people who were writing creating characters creating stories creating art all about this thing that they had originated and lived only in the heads of like a couple dozen people um and i found myself actually being able to write stories for the first times in years and do art about those stories that i cared about um and they were things that were just like bizarre it's like okay toucan basketball player from argentina like in the united states like <laughs> This is weird. Um, <laughs> but it's original. It comes from a person. Yes. And I think... Um, I think what has helped me deal with this is just finding out the weird things that I really want to see in the world um, that are completely unreplicable <laughs> by yeah. AI stuff. And for me... <laughs> I will admit, this hasn't really come in the in the context of TF photo manipulations. I haven't done those much. Mm -hmm. In an earlier episode, I talked about wrist pains and yes. various other things that have uh, prevented photo manipulation. Though I did do a bulldog recently. Um, yeah. But the the current project I'm working on is, and who knows how how this will turn out or when it will be completed. But I'm working on writing what I hope will be a visual novel. But it's like semi-autobiographical, like deer on a Mormon mission in furry Argentina, like with all of these weird themes. 
And I take great comfort in the fact that it is something that ChatGPD could never create. Yeah. Because <laughs> ChatGPD can't do furries. It would have no, no idea what to do with any of the things that I talk about. And it probably hasn't even heard of Northern Argentina. <laughs> it would try to toss yeah. in Buenos Aires because, you know, you, you throw a dart That's at the one place. You throw a dart yeah. at discourse of Argentina and you get Buenos Aires 99% of the time. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I think that that might be the way I've dealt with it. It's just, like, find my very particular joys mm-hmm. and put them out there. And also, I think, kind of divorcing the... I guess for me, I I haven't used kind of commissions to... Or, or photo manipulation commissions to supplement, you know, uh, my my activities for a while. So, like... Yeah. And I think that has helped me as a hobbyist. Mm-hmm. Um where I can sit yeah. down and if I, I if I have the will I can just toss something out and yeah. I don't have to worry if it doesn't get traction if it pleases a couple friends who like me as a person and who like my art for its quality that is fulfilling yeah, um, yeah. And, and and anybody hearing uh, Toledo mention these this is a really healthy relationship to have with your art yeah um but don't expect artists to just pick up that kind of uh baseline of thought because oh, no. there's plenty that don't and it, uh, it takes a long time to get i think to that position it's too taken i think me like years. because you've had yeah like the fact that you've you kind of because of other things we're able to kind of get on this line of thinking and like develop it over time i think is what's led to its health and it's like so many people are just starting to understand mm-hmm. it you know uh-huh and uh and this is for anybody who's still listening who thinks like oh well you know what's your problem with ai if uh if that's if that's your relationship with art well dickhead it's more complicated than that because <laughs> we've been talking about exactly what it does and the um and you know how these things stack together it's not just a matter of, you know, how many people like it and how many people mm-hmm. will click the button that tells you that they like mm-hmm. it. It's a matter of how people see us when we're sharing these things. Yeah. And this goes all the way back to when we mentioned, uh, you know, how certain people leave comments or, you know, or mm-hmm. if they seem to expect more or be entitled. So, yeah, if you're listening to this and thinking, well, you know, just just do what he's doing. It's not that big a deal. You haven't really been paying attention. Please pay the fuck attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but if you were looking to argue, you're not going to you're not going to win this argument. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. really hostile about this because anybody who seems to really like this stuff really tries to get other people to believe that there isn't anything wrong with yeah, what's going on. That's such a weird thing to me. Like we all have the same information theoretically about AI products and I just don't understand the like need for some people to justify it and like incessantly so and sometimes even try to moralize it and that's the one that I always find super galling because it's like you're literally going to sit here and tell me that no actually the AI products that you are seeing that are making you feel so shitty about your art it's actually ethical and you just need to get over it i'm like excuse me or do you even, know who you're talking to or even evangelize this is the yeah. next step yeah it's just i'm like i'm like what 
why why do you feel the need to do this i like i understand like we as humans we like to engage in things that we feel are correct like that's just Mm -hmm. a natural thing and if there's any like you know uh i guess suggestion that it's not certain people might be like well no actually i'm going to construct this like worldview Mm -hmm. that will help justify it Mm -hmm. but then the need to like also say that to other people like I recognize it's a dynamic of like, again, human beings, but like Mm -hmm. some of these people, I'm just like, you know, if you just sat there and you just kept doing what you were doing and you didn't say anything, you might not be getting the pushback you're getting now, but because you feel the need to like push (laughs) that narrative that you've developed in your head, Mm -hmm. like you're making it worse for everyone. Like I don't, there's no other way to slice it. I don't understand why people do Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, so, so that's, so that's why, that's why I'm openly hostile about this because the people that I've seen try to push it are total fucking pieces of shit about it. Okay. Now I, I I can accept uh, the whole being total piece of shit. If you decide to stop, you can decide to stop at any time. Yeah. The best time to do that was yesterday. The next best time was now. Yeah. So, so do it now (laughs) and then you can have a proper discussion, but don't be surprised that me and people like me are really fucking pissed off about it. When Mm -hmm. we think about it enough, we've been talking about this for about 40 something minutes, maybe. And, uh, yeah, the more I think about it, the angrier I get. Yeah. You know, usually like, like, okay, my relationship with it is, is detached from, from, both of these be both of these people because i am not a photo manipper mm-hmm. i've done paint overs yes and mm-hmm. yeah that's a completely different fucking thing it oh is, it's it, a it, challenge yeah yes yes it is god it's a challenge it's a very rewarding challenge but yeah just taking a photo and being like all right i'm gonna make something really different out of this mm-hmm. um so i i don't have the same stakes that they do in terms of like that kind of photorealism mm-hmm. already there's a bunch of people who don't understand as i mentioned uh that ai ai images and shit like that they they oh that 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 looks like an ai image no dickhead that's what it learned from yeah. the um the, the thing the things that i make people already really want to see um like okay i have a pixiv account and on pixiv one of the things that will show up are these really cool images there's a lot of incredibly good art on pixiv and i've been uh fooled a couple of times with like these like a uh, cyber cyber mecha musume uh you know robot girl for those who don't know the term mm-hmm. uh uh pictures and then i'm just like oh and i'll leave a favorite and then i was like well i want to find more of these because what if it's from a series or something yeah and then i see the fucking tag ai generated and i'm like god mm-hmm. fucking damn it god damn it mm-hmm. and so there's there, there's uh there's room for everybody to suffer from this at least eventually it oh. already knows yeah like it, it already like, knows yeah go ahead i was going to say like i i've seen ones that pretty clearly replicate anim- anime or manga styles yeah um, or uh if you look on youtube you'll get these lo-fi beats for werewolves only or for foxes <laughs> only and all of the thumbnails are ai sorry yeah. i interrupted no that's no, fine that's that, a great point though yeah exactly this is the kind of shit i'm talking about it's it's everywhere and 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 to and to bring it back to the point of this um the reason photo manipulation is the topic here because it is the idea of you taking a photo of yourself, putting it into a program, and getting this and getting this result very quickly is a novel idea. Mm-hmm. It is a novel idea. It is a very fun toy. Mm-hmm. Do not conflate it with art. 
Do not yeah. conflate it as a replacement for artists or what mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it looks so much better. Oh, but it looks so realistic. Oh my god, I can tear into some of these fucking things. Well, so I want to touch on that actually too because you know, I think sometimes about how AI is going to like change photo manipulation or potentially end, mm. end it. And I'm very pessimistic on this topic right now because yeah. you know I, I have a very just I feel very bad about the whole thing. But one of the things I've noticed is that there are artists who clearly and I'm I'm calling them artists because they clearly have some kind of an artistic mm -hmm. skill. And what they have started to do with like photo manipulation is they will take parts of the AI products and they will put it onto an image and like blend it together and make it kind of look like oh i like manipped this and then just like share it out there and that's different from like the wholesale mm -hmm. completely computer generated one um because there is that you know you do have like the original image and then you've tacked on certain things probably because you put the image into a program and then have erased all the bad stuff basically and i've been seeing it from like more than one person and I'm just kind of sitting here going, is this what photo manipulation is going to become? And that it's is so depressing to me. It's just another shortcut. Well, this it is. is. It this is. is just another shortcut. This is this is to the fucking root of people thinking photo manipulation is easier than drawing because mm -hmm. I don't have to draw the thing. So I'll just put it on the picture. Yeah. And now, the, and now they're just doing another version of that. But that's the kind that fools people the most. And that's what bothers me. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell all of you this, and it's going to be really fucking mean, but it's going to just look like bad photo manipulation in the fucking first place. I, I, all right? It's going to... Okay. Zil showed me some of them, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, it, okay. it, it, it looks like a photo bash, but with, but with worse parts that you're drawing. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I've pulled up the... Uh, uh, there's a donkey Spider-Man we're looking at. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So 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 here. Uh, this is the this is the really mean uh, part. Uh, this this if it was made by somebody, I could tell you all the problems with it, and I could be constructive about it. But you didn't want to actually do any real work, as far as I'm concerned. So the muzzle is not matching the perspective mm -hmm. of the face. You mm -hmm. fucked that up. The ears look absolutely pasted on like mm -hmm. beginner shit, like you didn't even try. Mm -hmm. As far as you using the tool to make it look realistic, you failed because the ears look like they don't belong there. Yeah. But the fucking lower legs look like they kind of do, but they look like they were painted on rather mm -hmm. than looking like actual, uh, you know, donkey legs. None of this shit looks right. So my favorite part about the legs is not only that they're like wildly disproportionate, um, mm -hmm. the lower, the the calf and below looks much smaller than it would on an anthrodonkey. Yes. But the hooves are cloven. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's, not how, that's not donkey anatomy. <laughs> donkeys are not artiodactyls. And that is a thing that a human can know and an AI can only guess. Cannot, yeah. Yeah, which means, again, you allowed this thing to just guide things for you, and you have gained nothing from yeah. it. Mm -hmm. You have gained nothing. You know, did you have yourself a little bit of fun uh, making this? Okay, fine if you did, but um, mm -hmm. this... This this only gets criticism from me, yeah. Because mm -hmm. you took you took like really gross shortcuts to get there, mm -hmm. and you really really didn't want to fucking try. And the the thing that stands out the most to me as like an artist, you know, 
including all of the points you just excellently made, both of you, the thing that always stands out the most to me is that the fidelity of the AI parts just stands out so starkly from the actual image. And this is a problem sometimes when you work with just in photo manipulation in general, if you're working with a very low res or a very high res image, mm -hmm. like you often will want it to be more in like the medium mm -hmm. A range because you can play around with that a little bit more and you can make things grainy and stuff. But when you have something that's super clear or super blurry, it's very difficult to make parts for the image that then match the very high or very low resolution. Right. And so when I see these pictures, AI only spits them out at like a quote unquote high resolution. And mm -hmm. so when you paste that onto an image like, you know, this one or say uh, this rat one, you know, you end up in a point where I can look at it and I'm like, that clearly does not go. Right. Like th these two things are completely separate and have just been melded together because you took AI and you pasted it onto an image. Uh -huh. um, and it just. I don't know. I don't. That's the part where sometimes I don't understand how other people don't see it. But I recognize also that, like, you know, when you're an artist, you see these things immediately. And for other people, I might just not. Um, but that just always stands out with those images. Like, if someone, I, I'm, I swear, like nine nine times out of a hundred, if someone shows me a picture and they're like, "Is it an AI generation or a manip?" I will be able to tell you solely mm -hmm. because of the fidelity, not matching the rest of the image. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um... And that that's another thing, like they will the AI ones almost always look smoother too. Yes. Like photographs will always have some roughness, not only grain, but um like there are there are weird edges and there's hard lighting and there's all of this stuff in, in life that's very hard to replicate. And because the AI is only guessing, everything will kind of be it it, it will look smooth in ways that things never yeah. do in real life. Yeah, um, exactly. Like hard light edges, soft and lost edges, which is mm -hmm. the kind of thing that you learn in realism when mm -hmm. you're learning to paint, mm -hmm. which you're not learning doing this. Yep. And this rat one that we are uh, that we're pouring over right now, it's 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 funny to me that it's got this face that kind of looks a little compelling in terms of um, in terms of how it turned out. We're like, oh, look at that! It's got the it's got the nose and the mm -hmm. texture and stuff like that, and it looks a little shiny and wet. And then you see those ears, and those ears, uh, they don't fucking work. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's nothing going on with those ears. They don't exist. Uh, and that tail is uh, incredibly offensive to me. Well, it's very out of place. Because <laughs> it's out of place. It, it, that That is clearly pasted onto the image. But, yeah. you're, but you're trying to trick me by putting on this reasonably okay-looking muzzle that's supposed to be forming like come the fuck on hey listen if you want a constructive uh if you want something constructive out of this uh, instead of me just being mean to you go out of your way and just make some shit that looks as good as you can get it until it keeps getting better actually do the fucking thing please please mm. this is not this is not the creative endeavor you think it is yeah. and if it sounds like i'm just being some sort of hoity-toity motherfucker to you let me explain one more thing to you this shit is supposed to be hard and it's supposed to take a lot of time to actually figure out do not insult my or anybody else's intelligence okay yeah. also <laughs> and and one more thing do not underestimate the um do not underestimate the 
average viewer's ability to look at things. I know that we've also mentioned that people will say, oh, wow, look at this photo manip and it looks so good. But there are more people, the ones who aren't vocal, who would look and say, like, I don't know, that's off. And mm -hmm. yeah, because they, they know something is wrong. Yeah. Lots of people can see when something is wrong. That's why CGI is so fucking hard to do in movies well. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, so, yeah you're actually not getting... You're not really gaining the ground you think you are just by mm -hmm. abusing this fucking toy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I want to throw up also this Blastoise, I think, image. Oh, yeah. Uh, because one of the things that strikes me about this one is the face is actually quite compelling. Now, this seems to be like a fully gener computer generated. I don't think there was like a, a mm -hmm. an actual image that was put in initially. But I can see that and be like, okay, you know, I, there are things about this that I like. And then like with a lot of AI images, you look a little closer and you're like, wait, the shirt is merging with the body. And also mm -hmm. that shirt makes no sense because there's holes over the shoulders mm -hmm. and <laughs> there's some sort of backpack mechanism. And also what is going on with the pants? The more I look at the pants, the more I am distressed, mm -hmm. the, like the pants in this image. The, the, pant, <laughs> the belt has buckles on both sides. Yes. Like has buckle <laughs> clasps. Yeah, and and one thing, this image can only look the way it is because they made Detective Pikachu, and we have references for photorealistic Blastoises yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Before yeah, that's a then, great point. They could not have done that because they didn't have anything to steal from. Um, yeah. One thing that I do want to mention about like the rat one before we move on. Yes. Um, one thing that makes the tail stick out is that it doesn't have a shadow. And yes. one of the things that I love about photo manipulation is finding the little details, the little atmospheric details like that, and making sure that they match. And that mm. is so rewarding. And sometimes people never notice them, but they might notice if they weren't there. I remember doing it like a Rottweiler transformation where the light is from the side. And so there's a shadow cast on the wall of the face and yes. profile. And so I had to change that. I had to like shrink the dome of the head. I had to add a snout so it matched what was going on. Um, I have one of an orca lying down on the couch and I had to create shadows for the tail on right. the ground and on the couch arm. Like it was, and I want to emphasize like it's hard to get to the point where you kind of see those things and you know your tools well enough to realize them. But mm -hmm. when you do, it is so fun and it yeah. adds so much realism. That Orca one, I actually just touched up a bit a couple months ago because I'd never been quite satisfied with it because it didn't look like it had weight. Some, mm -hmm. of, the th some of the parts of it looked like they were hovering. And so I tweaked some things a little bit here and there just to make it look like it was settling. And now I'm much more satisfied with it, but they were tiny details. And yeah. these, these are things that only you, listener, as a human artist can notice. You're not guessing. You're being mm -hmm. deliberate. You can, you can learn to notice these things and you can learn to do them. And it is rewarding when you do. It's so fun. Yeah, exactly. And uh, back to the Blastoise thing, because I want to pick apart a couple other things in case uh -huh. people think yeah. this looks so fucking good. Um, the eyes are dead and flat. Uh -huh. uh, yes, they are. 
there's no shimmer there's no uh you know th- there's there's a lot that goes on with eyes this mm-hmm. has none of it yeah th- this ironically blends the realism of detective pikachu rj palmer style stuff with the very plastic look that they typically give pokemon mm-hmm. so this is what happens and it looks really really bad okay on that eye uh and uh the other thing that i find terribly egregious is the tail here too why yeah. would the face have the implication of scales and reptilian shit? And the tail just looked like it was pasted on, just like the rat one. It's the same fucking shit. It's, a, it's got a little bit of shadow, but... Because Demi. Also... Shut the fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck! Another thing about the tail is that it shows up, but if you are going to... it, It's about the right length, but if it were emerging, it would be coming out of his right buttock. Yeah, it's in the wrong spot. You wouldn't be able to see the tail because it would be behind his leg, but they but put wait. it in there. Yeah. So, so, so it's either in the wrong place or the tail is too long. But either way, it's wrong. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 got so many things wrong with it, and you would have to go through a lot just to mm-hmm. fix it and also make anything better. Yeah. I took a bit of time to look and thought, oh wait, it's supposed to be a shell backpack turning you into Blastoise. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. Uh, well, you know, fucking man, fine, fun little idea. Except this, this, this doesn't work. Yeah. So okay, this looks like this looks like PlayStation Two. Uh, shit. And I love me some PlayStation 2, but I know those people tried, and, and this is this is an insult. I'm sorry. I sh- I, 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 I you insulted that. PlayStation 2. It should not be. Should not be. Should not have called it that. There's one other one, actually, I want to pick apart a little uh-huh. bit. Since you mentioned orcas, um, there's this one that you shared uh, with me about the orca guy in the shower that mm-hmm. was just like... I, this one, I, I just... I, I couldn't get out of my head because of like how many issues I noticed with it mm-hmm. the more that I looked at it because again mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where like if you saw it in the thumbnail you might be like oh that's kind of cool mm-hmm. and then you open up the full image and if you just like look for like a short while you'd be like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's kind of okay and then you look more and you're like what is going on with the tail that tail makes no sense uh-huh. and what is that shower contraption supposed to be is the water coming from the light because there's uh-huh. no water coming out of the actual like shower head uh-huh. and also like how how is it supposed to be working with that body also orcas don't have that those like skin patterns like what is uh-huh. what is even happening here yeah i just uh yeah exactly the bathroom it looks like there's a divide in the ceiling there does look like there's a divide Um, in the ceiling yeah what in the the tiles going on with the towel oh yeah the tap in the back looks like a gun pointing down yes it just looks like a fucking glock (laughs) pointing down and if i can bring up uh, i shared another orca Um, yes this one is on a boat and not only does the background make no sense but i think the thing that sticks out to me most is that the AI prompter who who put this together wanted there to be ripped clothing and so this yes. anthro orca has a has a tank top and jeans with rips in it however the reference material that this AI stole to use it has only one thing that's between rips in jeans and it is caucasian human skin <laughs> And so, like, all the rest of the orca has actually, like, pretty decently textured skin because, you know, they they have a bunch of 
you know, references of orca skin that they can steal from. Yeah. However, it has no concept of orca skin being between rips in clothing because you don't see many orcas swimming around with with ripped jeans. Ripped shirts. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, for a contrast, I I have a TF photo minip I did years ago of a a drunk donkey guy turning into a donkey hugging a guy turning into a zebra. Yes. And the zebra has a tank top on. And I specifically went in because tank tops, you know, it's a thin material and you can see kind of, you can see some detail through it. I went in and created a layer so you could see the stripes faintly through the clothing. Um, Again, like it's something that I don't know if anyone noticed, but it was so fun to do. And it's something that AI will never do because it doesn't exist in the world. Yeah. Um, like you can't, yeah. And you can't, you can't, you just can't put those little things together uh, again. Again, AI doesn't know what anything is. Yeah. It doesn't get it. The concept that was just explained of, Oh, this is a shirt shirt. You know, this kind of shirt has thin fabric. So reasonably speaking, it doesn't think about that. It doesn't understand that it will copy a thing as close as it understands the words which it also doesn't understand any of the words you're doing mm-hmm. or, 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 or or typing in or or misspelling. I'd love to know what it would do with a uh, misspelled prompts, by the way. That would be a fun experiment. <laughs> Just one letter off on each of them. How much do they fucking uh, Did you actually mean? accommodate for them? But it's 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 really fucking um Ah, it's really annoying. The okay, the 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 the, the orca on the boat one um, mm-hmm. is really annoying because if you're satisfied with the image generated, you also don't understand what's going on. The clothes are so loose. If they're tearing because you're growing, why are they baggy at all? Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They shouldn't be baggy. They should be. They should be taut and stretched and like plastered to the skin, you know, and still not look like it's merging. Okay. Yeah. To the true. fucking mm-hmm. skin. That that's that's why the clothing is ripping. But you know, hey, the AI isn't gonna understand that unless. I guess a bunch of uh, I guess a bunch of people on Instagram are gonna start like sh- tearing their shirts more and posting photos of it. I don't know what the fuck you. I don't know what. <laughs> that would be a hilarious trend, actually. I, I I'm sure it'll start at some point. <laughs> I I just I I am I'm, I'm just astonished. Yeah. That this this stuff does not this stuff does not work the way you think it does. And if you mm-hmm. think that it's going to work like it's supposed to someday, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe it will. But all the other problems that we mentioned, especially me very loudly screaming at you fucking people, <laughs> just, it, it, it's not going to go away. It's going to be the same fucking shit. Yeah, all right? Mm-hmm. Even if it could perfectly mimic it, at, in the end, all you have is just a toy that you are playing with do not confuse that for art. Do not confuse yourself for an artist. Don't be mm. so fucking arrogant. I want to kind of, as much as I love picking apart mm-hmm. AI pictures. Oh man, we I, should make that a special. I know. Does, we anybody make... want, does anybody want us to just pick on AI art for an hour and a half? <laughs> we we'll totally could. But I, I want to kind of bring this Sorry, back to product. My mistake. <laughs> slip of the tongue. You're good. Um, so I kind of want to bring this back a little bit to what the, does this mean for like TF fans in general? Mm. Because 
you know, we've spent a lot of time here talking about, you know, the toll that it has on artists and what's wrong with a lot of the AI products outside of the ethical stuff. But I think a lot of people probably listening are like, okay, so, you know, what are like some of the takeaways, I guess? And, you know, I saw this, uh, there is an, a video essay by another friend of the pod, Corvolf, uh, that mm-hmm. I thought was kind of interesting that talked a little bit about AI art. And I don't, I'm not going to like do a good job of summarizing it, so I'm not going to summarize it. But one of the things that struck me from the essay about like, you know, how are we, how is AI going to affect like furry commissions? The takeaway that he kind of had in the video to some degree was that, you know, AI is probably going to end up taking over to some degree so we need to create ways so that we don't have to rely off of commissions. And like, mm-hmm. I think that's a very nice takeaway, but I think one of the things that it missed is the impact that AI has on our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, you can say that, you know, you can take the time to reconceptualize your relationship with your artwork, but mm-hmm. that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to what it means for TF fans in general, I think one of the things that I think about is that when you have AI being pushed as a way for people to get content, it demoralizes artists. It makes them not want to make art anymore mm-hmm. or go through the whole like relearning thing. And one of the takeaways that I hope people have from us talking about this is not just like, oh, you know, calling out AI art. Yes, that's all true. But I think it would be really nice if TF fans put a little bit more effort into appreciating the artists who are still doing stuff Mm -hmm. despite all of these external pressures and like you know leaving comments or all that stuff good comments i i feel like that goes such a long way Mm -hmm. and helps a lot of artists especially when they're feeling disillusioned or disconnected from the community and that's easier said than done but when you have these kind of tools that are being used by corporations to break down artists break down actors and writers and all of these other things we're seeing in terms of strikes which yes everyone go on strike you know i just i would hope that us as like a public when we think about these things we try to think about ways in which we can continue to directly Mm -hmm. support artists and writers and all of those Mm -hmm. good things because what will actually in my opinion make things manageable even if ai does end up taking over is having that unique connection between artists who are actually making art and the communities that are consuming it, having that connection maintained and fostered in a healthy way. I feel like that goes such a long way towards, in particular, again, from an artist perspective, us healing our own connections Mm -hmm. to our art. And I feel like we don't necessarily do that as much as we'd like to think we do. It definitely happens. Please don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. But I feel like so much more work could still be done. Mm -hmm. And that's only something that we as a community can embark upon. And I think it is something that actually could be feasible, which is why I mentioned that. Um, I love other ideas of us finding other ways to survive, not necessarily off of free commissions. And I encourage the people who want to fight for that Mm -hmm. to do that. And I would help fight for that too. But Mm -hmm. I think in the short term and like something that's actually tangible and something we can do now, I feel like we as a community can do a better job of appreciating artists and helping Mm -hmm. them maintain a healthy connection to Mm -hmm. their community and their Mm -hmm. art. And that also includes not commissioning AI art. Yeah. And product. Also don't, that's a fucking scam. Yeah. I mean, it's a scam, but it's a scam. Sorry. Go Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it can also be a, a, an opportunity for reflection. 
about mm-hmm. what the if if you are a fan of this sort of art, what it means for you, um, like what role does it play in your life, um, what sort of value do you put on it, like if you are interested in getting something custom, are you willing to put the money? It, it's always been a luxury good. Yeah, are you willing to put the money to have a human work with you? on what you want to see come into the world like consider that um yeah like will you be satisfied with like stuff that looks good in the instant but can be but falls apart um in the long run or will you try to build something more robust um yeah Another thing that can be really, that that could help with uh, with the material side as well as like helping artists recontextualize their art, is find artists who are doing personal things that you are interested in, mm-hmm. and That's see if point. there's a way that you can support them in doing their personal work, um, like that is made out of kind of love and interest as opposed to kind of necessarily the creator client relationship um that that could help people and it might be different like you might want to commission an artist whose personal work you don't care for so there might be some reconfiguring in how you allocate your funds but like that can help an artist whose work you care about continue to do that work um, and fi- do it in a way that is life-giving to you, life-giving to them, and life-giving to a community at large. Um, especially if it is, like, work that is done out of love is often unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that can be pushed out, like, bottom-of-the-barrel image masher or, like, um, chat GPT generated. Like... yeah. If you want a story, you need a human. If you want something personalized, you need a human. Um, it's, yeah, join a community, be a part of it. I guess. Yeah, uh, I'll upsell. I'll upsell people uh, for those that don't care about the actual emotions that both you're putting out there. Uh, they this thing will never get why you like something and be Mm -hmm. able to have fun with it and embellish it in a way that you will like because people can get to know people so Mm -hmm. uh you know customers can go to a place run by people and they'll be like oh i know you like this thing Mm -hmm. so then sometimes do something nice for you add a little Mm -hmm. extra you know assuming that you have a good relationship that you fostered with them Mm -hmm. and an AI, an AI system is not going to do that. It is not. The mm-hmm. moment it does, we'll have to consider rights for them. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And we are nowhere near there. <laughs> yes. If you want something, if you want something that nice, you are not getting it from these image generations ever, ever. Mm-hmm. At least under these circumstances. And I will fucking tell you right now, what's being pushed 
is something that isn't going to be developed to any logical to any logical like useful means this is all they want this is all they care about and this is all we'll ever get as i'm shocked that it's gotten as good as it did and that probably has to do with the fact that there's enough money being poured into it that they just want to sustain the fact that mm. it'll keep laundering work and laundering images to make what it does but it ain't gonna give you that shit yeah. it is a flimsy product it is a nice toy it's like a kaleidoscope okay that's what it is and you're not going to get anything that fucking lasts like toledo said you want something robust go to a human you know if you want if you actually like shit that people make oh my god i miss that artist so much do like zilda says and just actually you know show some fucking support throw a tip in the chip dar one time one time even is kind of like that's nice you know, it's 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 very little things. And in the meantime, yes, if we have the right kind of people they're surrounded with or maybe we get, you know, wind from the right people, we will have a better relationship with our art and we won't have to rely on people who are shitty to, to, to you know, to press the like button, because sometimes mm-hmm. some of us want that, whether we want it or whether we know it or not, or yeah. whether we care to admit it. But until that time, help the process out a little bit. And do not be sold by the shit. This is not even going to help you in your art or your expression when you're letting something else do it for you. Photo bashing takes more work because at least you get to choose the images yeah. and put them together and decide and decide mm-hmm. spur of the moment. I will leave this here, here, here. Ooh, look at how this turned out. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's not even close. Yeah, none of this is close at all. If it and and I and I'm gonna say it again really loudly because because it needs to be said. If you are buying commissions from people plugging prompts into a fucking generator, you are being scammed. Do not pay these people. Do not pay these people ever. Mm-hmm. I have to sit at the computer and scrutinize and 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 uh, and go over each image and think which one really appeals to the customer. Which means taking into account exactly what they like and me pouring over the fuck. You, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I want to. If I want to psychologically profile somebody, I can do that anytime I fucking want. But you know what I can do? I can make it my goddamn self. Yeah. Do not fucking pay these people ever. And I want to add something as well because you touched on something that I find really interesting and also potentially a little bit concerning. You know, when it comes to these AI programs i mean first of all the people who are selling them to you are basically charlatans and snake oil salesmen because (laughs) they don't even know how it works in fact nobody can actually tell you right now how these ai models work like yeah broadly speaking we know that they're modeled after like the human brain so they're neural networks and they have neurons and they do things but like a lot of the leading ai scientists cannot tell you exactly how these things are working and i'm not saying this to be like oh yeah this is how we get skynet because it's not these things are not intelligent in any way but i guess what i mean to say is like yes it has unexpectedly gotten better but it's highly likely that it's going to hit some sort of test case or something that makes it plateau kind of like what we're seeing right now it has been plateaued actually for quite a while at this point and again nobody can tell you why that is and i just (laughs) If someone cannot even tell you how the thing that they're using to generate something works, it's nothing more than just a random black box that's spitting things out. Mm -hmm. And that is not something that I would ever want to entrust 
the future of anything to mm -hmm. least of all art or photo manipulation. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not art. That's why it's not art. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And will not be. Yeah. It yeah. can create images. Can... <laughs> yep. Any of us can tell you what something is, what it means, why we did it. Even if it didn't have a lot of thought behind it, it just happened. We can explain those things, but, but, but it's not, it's not even that. It's not even that with this stuff. Yeah. Do not be fooled. And, and, and again, because I'm sure people who hear my tone think that I'm attacking you. It's okay. If pretty thing, like for a moment, if mm -hmm. you like pretty thing, I like pretty things sometimes. Yeah. Mecha shiny glowing, uh, robot chick, very appealing. Oh, AI boo. You know, <laughs> it's fine. You'll, you'll survive. Mm -hmm. I will not morally impugn you. And I don't think anybody else should morally impugn you either, but holy fucking shit. If you just keep buying into it and you keep viewing to people oh my god it's just a you problem sure sure you know you, you know what else has problems parking lots parking, <laughs> parking lots, lots need a lot of uh need a lot of a lot of maintenance and just uh you know they, they take up so much land so you got to take care of them mm. and we can meet at a parking lot and have a discussion <laughs> art if you like you know oh my so god ai arts because that's what you understand it to be but it's a fucking generation it, it is, is an generation. image generation mm -hmm. <laughs> come on another fucking get a clue just one last thing of course so i can get this uh, last bit out this um uh if you call yourself an artist and you only use this little toy fuck you okay fuck you and uh learn to not do that so i don't have to say fuck you to you anymore okay otherwise we can discuss parking lots and how those how those go down <laughs> Please yeah. continue. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I just want to say is like, do your own art. Like, yeah, art is art is fulfilling. Like, you will go through periods where you're down on it, and you'll go through periods where you're up on it. But at least for me, the periods where I'm up on it more than more than balance out. And like, I don't know. For me, it's it's fun to create something the reason i started drawing in the first place was to bring something into the world that wasn't there before um i wanted friendly bipedal dragons and i wasn't finding them online find <laughs> that thing that you want to see in the world and do your best you will find people who will appreciate it for what for its offering like, it doesn't have to be good. You don't even have to think that it's good. But you can have fun with it still. Like, art is great. Yes. Yeah. Actually actually understand that the reason we do this and the reason people uh, uh, care about it so much is because it does feel good to make. If you are feeling... If you think of the anguish and the pain that artists are apparently supposed to go through, that's not really why we do it. It's just the thing that we that we exclaim because it gets in the way of doing what we enjoy. Mm. So, you know, the key word joy, we do find joy in this mm -hmm. and yeah. you will not find it throwing prompts at a neural network that people don't understand. And that is incredibly fucking basic to say the least. Yeah. And you won't that, be able that that's it. And you won't be able to share that joy with a person. Yeah, you can't, you, you cannot. And, and and I don't give a fuck if you're gonna rationalize. Oh, but I showed it to me, and both of us were like, "Wow, shut the fuck up, man." It's not the same. Uh, to 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 touch on, I guess, at least in terms of a closing thought from me on mm -hmm. on a positive note, 
one thing that I do think about in the context of all this is that, you know, when you get to work with someone and you get to get to see their reaction, um, the most recent piece I did was a kangaroo transformation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, first of all, I was actually very into the idea and the pose was great and blah, blah, blah. But the thing that really made it nice at the end of the day was getting to see how much the commissioner liked it. Yes. And, you know, I, I said at the beginning, you know, I haven't been able to like do any personal art for a long time and that hasn't necessarily changed but at least in terms of meeting my my own creative juices where they are right now at least getting to see that positive impact from someone who's like asked for something specific is meaningful and you know again you can't get that with ai generation so there's something to be said for making really big kangaroo feet and someone else going oh i love that you know that that, that's meaningful (laughs) that has meaning to me so you know um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if anything, um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave a bit more positive shit. And this, this is actually kind of cynical, too. So it's funny <laughs> in that way. Um, positive you, cynicism? Yeah, because <laughs> honestly, I, I, I really think people are just going to get fucking tired of it. And uh, they're going to go so. loop back around to this idea of, like, remember when art was made by people? I really enjoy that novelty. I hope so. You know? Mm-hmm. When people when people actually put their hand to something, I think to myself, wow, a person made that. Even mm-hmm. though I'm so used to, you know, the very nice images that get made by uh, neural networking, I, I really have come to rediscover the value in human-made art. Because that's how mm-hmm. some of these fucking simpletons will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, it'll be like, oh, the uh, the AI art craze. Uh, yeah, I remember that. That's very old. Anybody can do that. <laughs> and that's how it's going to be. Because people who just want to buy shit and people who just want to, uh, you know, fucking uh, fillet themselves, they're going to just, they're, they're going to be that way. Yeah. And then before you know it, suddenly I think all of us, would become a major commodity. Oh my god, you're still one of those human artists? You actually kept drawing through like the the AI apocalypse? Oh my god. <laughs> I think I want to buy something from you. Well, and let, hopefully they'll say something like like money is no object or yeah. some shit. The one thing <laughs> I try to hold on to is the fact that people are still painting like physically painting pictures to this day. Yeah. And that has gone through, I mean, you know, photography and digital Mm -hmm. art and all these other things that have like supposedly been its death knell and displacing it and Mm -hmm. it is still going so Mm -hmm. you know if if there's if there's hope for paint on canvas i'm sure there must be at least a little hope for us digital artists there's 100 there's plenty of hope yeah yeah and and um and also um if you're comparing yourself to you know these generations and thinking how can i possibly um compete with that level of like uh like quality or whatever right just remember you're busy you're busy making unhealthy comparisons to yourself with other people's work this is old news do not worry about what the fucking ai generations are doing Mm -hmm. that you are simply not capable of because we already feel that way about other artists and then oh well we prove ourselves wrong um all of us do it We, we do it regularly even if we don't like to admit it so you know if if you're feeling crestfallen by that then that that's the comfort that i can give you people are already doing the thing that you admire this shit is nothing this is nothing is a flash in the pan so later do you have any thoughts to uh to pile on to all this shit or do you feel like you've said uh your piece in that 
I've I I think I've said my piece. Um, okay. I find find what you love that only you can bring into the world. Don't analyze it too much. Don't don't work yourself up over it and and put it out there. Someone will like yeah. it. Okay. I support yeah. that. Excellent. Simple. I like simplicity too. Yeah. Just like typing words into a prompt is pretty simple. <laughs> uh, we have two questions mm. from the audience, which are both interesting in their own way. Uh, the first question is from Fire, and they ask, what number would you TF into? <laughs> Do you have a number you would TF into? I don't know, Libra. Do you have a number you would TF into? Uh, well, for you, it's not 100, right? No, it's not 100. Okay, so I'm between 13 and 33. 13 and 33? Yeah. Okay, one of those two. Thirteen uh, is a, is a number I like to throw in the face of superstitious people, mm-hmm. and thirty three is just uh, something that reminds me of uh, eternal darkness. Oh. Eternal okay. darkness. Uh, you wake up at uh, three thirty three, and the number three is very prominent because of the three eldritch gods that oh. uh, are making all the shit happen in the game and i think about that so i'm like huh number three three is also um three is also a prominent number and like other like fates and shit yeah. like that three is mm-hmm. a big number so it's 13 a prime or number. 33 it's a prime mm-hmm. number too yeah mm-hmm. what do you think toledo um if, if we're going double digits probably just 47 they're 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 aesthetically pleasing shapes um yeah and there's the Star Trek reference. If you yes, like they deliberately put forty-seven all over the place. Um, That's great. And I have to note that I'm imagining this being like those, um, like, alphabet videos that showed up on Twitter like two years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Yeah, It was just like a normal alphabet, and then there started to be like this crazy, like, epic story. Yeah, F was through. the villain. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining yeah. this, but for numbers. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I support this idea. Please make anthropomorphic numerals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was getting like really, really abstract, but if you want to anthropomorphize I think that's numbers, good. I'm going to think about it that, that way. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a completely different thing. I, I went like, I completely that. abstract. You want but to I dig it? that. <laughs> I would pick nine. Um, mm. Just nine. Don't need double digits. Just nine. Uh, nine is my favorite number. Uh, it is the number of my birthday month, September, September, as it were. Ooh. Uh, so it's already great for that concept. I like its aesthetic too. It's like one, if you, you know, draw it the way it should be, it's one simple line that curves in on itself. And there's something very appealing in that to me. And, um, it is a... Uh, product of three and three Mm. Uh, and three is a very cool number uh, and it has a lot of allegories to different things so what's better than three three twice or nine so Mm -hmm. here i will amuse you a little further um whenever i did play pokemon box number nine was always where i put the pokemon that i wanted to like use or like train very nice box nine was the special box good good i'm very glad to hear that also i always (laughs) knew you were a square zill Yes, this is true. (laughs) And um, the other question I have here is from uh, Mello. And Mello asks, um, are uh, are there any pieces of TF media that are educational that you find interesting? Maybe not necessarily talking about 
animals or uh but potentially talking about like facts about animals and things like that I have an answer so I can go first. Yeah, go this ahead. is a very easy answer for me because it was the thing that got me into transformation. So the magic school bus is very much educational and transformation. Uh, I mean, what more do you want than learning about dinosaurs and also seeing people turn into dinosaurs or learning about the animal kingdom and seeing people turn into animals? I mean, this is, this is my bread and butter also. Easy, easy question for me. Uh, I mean, I can't... I'm not thinking of anything else that's educational in terms of, or, or they've done it so much that I just don't think about it. Mm. You know, it's, it's, um, uh, it's like, imagine yourself this, imagine you were here and blah, blah, blah. And so mm -hmm. you're putting yourself in the shoes of whatever. And also, and, and also there's, um, there's a lot of educational content that will try to, put you in the headspace of a situation somehow with descriptive language if they're not doing it yeah. literally with characters so i mean it, i i can't give a satisfying answer because to me that's mm -hmm. what a lot of educational content kind of does one way or another mm -hmm. but uh, so like magic school bus is an easy one that i can agree with mm -hmm. that that i also like but i also but like i don't know man give the same answer twice i got nothing else to contribute yeah. to that one that's fair how about you, Toledo? I can't think of, like, a media property that fits the bill. But the process of creating transformation art requires a lot of self-education. Um, ah. Part of what I've always loved about transformations is, like, learning comparative anatomy. Um, like, you have to know, like, where joints fit together, like, what muscles do, um, how these things would work. And I know, I remember one time aver after having taken like a biology class, I was like, oh my goodness, if you grew in becoming a dragon, would you have trouble with like blood pressure as like your yeah. body volume expanded in size? How about like the, the exchange of oxygen over the alveoli in your lungs as you grow and like the pressure differential changes like yeah if you want to go down the rabbit hole you can do it and learn a lot to make your transformations exactly how they want you want them to be like yeah. mm -hmm. and it is so fun to learn about that stuff it is really great it's so great yeah i forget like what recently i was telling zil i was uh, what animal was it something like did you know that these things have this and you're just like no and it's like yeah animals are fucking weird they even are. the common ones humans oh, yeah. are weird uh -huh. every fucking animal is really really fucking weird yeah. the more you learn about them oh a friend of mine virgacht recently did a um like feline paw transformation oh yeah and one thing that i've never done in my art kind of because I find it uncanny is that feline claws are actually the final bone. Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. like unlike canine claws, they are not like the fingernail. They are, yeah, the, they the are the bone digit. itself. And so Virgacht yeah. did the paw pad growing on the second knuckle of oh, the joint. Cool. And the, the fingertip was pulling back, retracting into that. Oh, that's so cool. It, I dig that. I'm going to have to go look for that now. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's, I like that. Aesthetically, it didn't do it for me. But, again, it's one of those things where, like, a common animal, you might have one in your house, 
had this really weird thing going on. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, I want to shout out two pieces of educational media that have TF that came to mind. Mm-hmm. The first is Clue Finders. I don't know if either of y'all are familiar with that. Mm-mm. Educational CD-ROM series from the 90s. A bunch of TF in that. Second one, this is all after our time, but I've seen it come up a lot. Uh, the Wild Kratts, which is actually oh. a continuation of Zabumafu, which uh-huh. you might actually remember. Do you know Zabumafu? No, I don't. Okay. Zabumafu, is, is these two guys, they're the Krat brothers. Yeah, Toledo knows. Uh, they did like a lot of educational stuff. The mascot was a lemur, an actual lemur named Zabumafu. And they've continued doing stuff now as like an animated show. And mm-hmm. so part of the animated show stuff is they actually have these suits that will like transform them into the shape of the animals huh. to better understand the animals themselves. It's really interesting K-suits. and very TFE. So, what? They're K suits. Yeah, they're like K suits. <laughs> yeah. Fun shit. Yeah. So, uh, want to shout them out because I know a lot of people who have mentioned them and being like, "Oh, I really like that show. It got me into TF." And I'm like, I feel like I'm going to turn into dust now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay though. Yeah. But yeah, that, I think that was all the questions i don't know if you had any questions for us toledo um what is so we talked about some of the things that ai can can kind of manage to do that's hard for us Mm -hmm. given the tools at our disposal what's something that is difficult for you given the media you work in that you wish was easier oh Okay, I've got an answer. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I struggle with a lot is if I have to take an image and put it, like, separate the subject from the background and put it on a new background, Mm -hmm. oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's, like, one of the worst things for me to do. And this is why I can't do photo bashing, because that's, like, the simplest version of a photo bash. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, God, I can't do it. So uh, that, it would be that. I would want that to be easier. Um, I am in a headspace right now where it feels like art is overall very difficult. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'd like to be able to say, make everything easier. I think, <laughs> I think what I'd really want more than anything is to be able to really get a grip on, uh, creating spaces and environments, mm. um, in a consistent way. But, um, that also, but also, um, if you don't mind me kind of like, I don't know. The the idea of making something easier for art because I'm in this headspace just makes me think that it's just a challenge in varying degrees to do it. So it mm. kind of doesn't matter if it's hard or not. Um, you'll endeavor to do it and improvement will happen as long as you continue to endeavor. I say this out loud to myself because I need to hear it. That's fair. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean like the the the, the the unsatisfying answer it, the unsatisfying answers are I wish everything was easier, and uh, and also it really actually doesn't matter that it's hard, but um, but yeah I suppose the simple answer is yeah I want to make environments more easily mm. because as much as I'm okay with just having a subject sometimes I want to put them places and I kind of angst over not being able to yeah. just have the not have the thought to just like include that most of the time yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the question. Yeah. I'm awesome. stuck here between two photo manipers and I'm just here and I can't relate at all. <laughs> it's so hard. We well, are we're aliens. So alone. 
I'm so alone. You're so alone in the night. I am so alone in the night. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Two feline photographers. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Toledo, for coming on. If yeah. people are looking for you online in the ever-changing landscape of online, where can they find you? Um. So, given that things are going crazy, um, yes. I do have a link tree. So oh, perfect. Sweet. Uh, Linktree slash Toledo spelled T-O-L-E-D-A-U-X. Um, so there you'll find Blue Sky, Blue Sky Art Feed, Fur Affinity, Twitter, etc. Just Toledox. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 That's I, the first time I've heard someone pronounce it that I way. I know it's Toledo. <laughs> I know. But um, this, this goes back to an old thing where uh, Mo, as in Moses Lack, the Simpsons character, has mm-hmm. his bar, and there's just a version of his bar that's shown for just a second where it's supposed to be like Hody Toddy. It's like M E A U X. Amazing. So I mused over the idea of calling it Meox Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, but yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's so that you know. Yeah, <laughs> and now we know. Yeah, and uh, and yeah. Uh, any any other uh, any other uh, links or socials that you'd like to shout out? That one has basically everything, I think. Okay. And and given Perfect. that I, I'm switching over to Blue Sky more, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So because, like, because Twitter, which is what it's called, mm-hmm. is a uh, is an art laundering site. Now. Yeah, it is it's an, an art image laundering. and art laundering site. Yeah, I will stop posting there. <laughs> yeah, I have it's stopped such a posting mess. there. Actually. Yeah, it's it's not helpful for anyone's mental health at this point. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Elon. Yeah, we can discuss parking lots together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well. well thank you so much again toledo Mm -hmm. for coming on and thank you everyone for listening i hope that you enjoyed listening to this as much as we did recording it i feel like it was a really positive experience honestly and i feel better having done this episode so i appreciate both of you contributing to it and um Yeah. yeah i hope listeners come away with that same impression as well yeah and uh like share subscribe actually too please yes do that. please do so, that in terms of algorithms and neural networks and all that shit you have yes to that. <laughs> the internet is uh. collapsing please like share and subscribe yeah <laughs> do i need to do it in a youtuber voice yes you should do it in a youtube hey everybody like share and subscribe if you want to subscribe to more tf tuesday we do videos every single week zill my friendly co-host we're always just having a great time so smash it smash it smash, smash it so that. nobody else can fucking use it do it <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Mr. Beast could never. Does he know anything about parking lots? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. He knows about cars, though. He knows about he knows, cars. He knows about cars. But he also apparently... Oh, man. The burger thing. Oh, the bur... Oh, God. <laughs> well, with that, I hope that you all have a wonderful week, that you get some good rest, uh, you know, stay hydrated. It's still a little hot out there in some areas of the world, and that you all keep an open mind and stay TFE, and we'll see you back again next week. You're not alone in this abyssal darkness. Ciao, ciao, folks. <laughs> see you later, everybody. <laughs>